0: Welcome to Massive Damage Adventures, a twice-per-month role-playing game showcase. My name is Merrick Moyer. I'm the Dungeon Master, Storyteller, Lore Master, and All-Around Host. Every month, I run a one-shot using a different system, pulling in a different cast of players. However, I have so many episodes that I want to share with you that I'll be releasing two episodes every month for the rest of 2019. All intellectual properties, including game materials, setting material, music, and whatever else, is used without permission. None of it is ours. We're just using it to enhance our gameplay. But an extra special thank you to Hayden Lister for letting us use his song Rediscovery as our intro. Check out more of his music at ReverbNation.com slash Hayden Lister. H-A-Y-D-E-N-L-I-S-T-E-R. Before we get started with the episode, we have an announcement and a product spotlight. Announcement first. I'll be running and streaming an Extra Life D&D one-shot on November 2nd from 6pm to 10pm Mountain Time. Extra Life is a charity organization that brings thousands of gamers together to raise money for the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. We're partnering with Corey Hicks, a longtime Extra Lifer, as well as a player on the podcast, to raise money for the Stollery Children's Hospital. And You can throw your support our way by following the link in the episode description. Also, you should keep an eye on our Twitter throughout October. We'll do player announcements, character announcements, and two polls that will let you co-design the adventure that we play. Follow at SkyHammerK. Second item. If you play 5th edition D&D, you should look up The Ultimate Race Creator, published by Loot the Boss on DriveThruRPG. Loot the Boss sent us a complimentary copy to look through, and it's clear they've put a lot of love, work, and time into this book. It's a resource for players and DMs to design their own balanced 5th edition character races. It uses a simple point system to value traits, and they've written over 1,000 traits for you to play with. There's also guidelines for creating lore and fluff around your homebrew options, rules for making companions and familiars, and there's a system for randomly generating races. And that's just the modular stuff. There's also 48 pre-built custom races from Centaur to sentient amorphous witchblade armor, NPC blocks, spells, and racial feats and backgrounds. All told, the book is over 300 pages and filled with art and flourishes that make it a joy to flip through. I would definitely recommend checking it out. That's it for announcements. So, on to the game. It's this year, this week, today. And today, the world ends. The players play themselves, and there are four source books for the end of the world. The super fun thing, the players in this episode didn't get to know which one was happening until the world ended. The End of the World RPG, published by Fantasy Flight Games, was based on a Spanish game called El Fin del Mundo by Alvaro Lohman and Jose M. Ray for Edge Studios. The four English sourcebooks are Zombie Apocalypse, Wrath of the Gods, Alien Invasion, and Revolt of the Machines. I've always been a fan of movies like Dawn of the Dead, Cabin in the Woods, Maximum Overdrive, and Independence Day, and this game lets you play all of those. Also, heads up, this was recorded just before Christmas 2018, so there's snow, Christmas trees, and so on. The RPG focuses on the desperate race for survival as the world crumbles around you. It's a dice pool resolution system that includes positive and negative dice, all d6s. When you attempt a difficult action, you assemble a pool, adding dice for positive features, equipment, assistance, situational benefits, and luck, as well as negative dice based on the GM's assessment of danger and difficulty, negative features, traumas, and situational hindrances. You roll and pair any matching negative dice to positive dice, and then remove the pair. If any positive dice remain in the pool with a result equal to or lower than the characteristic for the task, you succeed. If there are any negative dice remaining in the pool, you take stress equal to the number of uncancelled negative dice. Now, you can also push yourself for one negative die and one positive die. This makes it more likely that you succeed, but also more likely that you take some stress. Stress is very interesting. As you become more exhausted or hurt, you actually become more resilient against further stress, hardened against more pain. At the end of an encounter, you take stock of your injuries, and you can remove points of stress by representing them with trauma. Bruised ribs, broken hand, punctured leg, etc. Trauma counts against you in certain roles, you know, when it comes up, but it also provides damage reduction for additional stress coming at you. It's a really cool game. It's completely outside the realm of heroic storytelling that you get in D&D or Star Wars, and although it's streamlined, it's gritty. Roles are dangerous, and staying completely in theme, every action has a chance to wear you down and make the rest of your game more desperate. Also, it's about time we started talking about consent in gaming. Over the last few years, a lot of great resources have been developed to help game groups engage with the topic, from the X-Card, designed by John Stavropoulos, to Lines and Veils, codified by Ron Edwards. You can find all of these and more in Kiana Shaw's Tabletop RPG Safety Toolkit. Another resource was also recently produced by Monty Cook Games, their Consent in Gaming PDF, which includes a checklist for items that cross lines for players. To me, as a writer, these consent tools help me write and run games for my audience. Nobody deserves to be surprised by something personally horrifying in their escapist leisure time. If I know what's going to fall flat, hurt, or discomfort my players, I know how to avoid it, and I can write and run a better game. Beyond that, it's just important to me to recognize and respect other people's boundaries. So, let's break down one system that I've used without thinking of it as a system. Lines. Lines are things you do not cross. In the game coming up, I knew that putting my players' families in danger was a line I wouldn't cross. So the kids and parents were all safely away on a trip to Hawaii. All together, where nothing bad would happen to them. But, I crossed a line without considering it. You see, the end of the world has an interesting sidebar that deals with the GM. The expected trope is that the player characters are all sitting around a game table ready to play an RPG when the world ends. The GM is a loose end. Quoting from the book, Most characters in movies about the end of the world are skeptical of the severity of the situation until they witness its brutality firsthand. What better way to introduce the apocalypse to your players than with yourself? And I thought... This was an amazing idea. I totally bought in. The problem that I didn't think about here was that I was part of my wife's family. I safely put our kids and her parents out of the game, and then I graphically and gleefully murdered myself in front of her. This informs her RP choices throughout the game, and it's probably something she didn't want to play with. If I'd given more active and conscious thought to the content of the game, the lines that should be drawn, I might have found a more palatable reason to be absent from the story. If I had given my players an opportunity to draw their own lines, I might have had that communicated to me. So, that brings us back around to MCG's consent in gaming. A lot of people online have been raging at this tool, but I think they're wrong. The checklist in the back is a boon for any game master who wants to tell a story with their friends. I'm not trying to traumatize my players, and I'm not always aware of the trauma and difficulties that they're facing. Having each player provide an explicit or anonymous set of guidelines is a fantastic idea that can only make our communal stories better. Once again, stories are best when they're written for the audience. Games are best when they're tailored for their players. Another way to do this is to empower your players and to share the responsibility using something like the X card. This can be a verbal request, a physical prop, or even a hand gesture that gives players the explicit permission to veto a topic that comes up during play and takes them out of the game. What this does is clearly communicate that the content isn't something for this particular game, and it gives the group and the game master a cue to pause or rewind the scene and start again without using that harmful content. Another key point to the X-Card is that using it doesn't need to be explained or justified. Most importantly, it gives everyone at the table a tool and the social license to make the game safer and more enjoyable. Our friends at RPG Alliance out of Calgary are sending a couple of their X-Cards our way for use in our games. Thank you very much, Vicky. I'm not perfect at this. A later episode in the season is a strong example of how things can go wrong if you don't consider the impact of your story on the people at the table and you don't have a tool in place for them to communicate it. I'll call that one out with a content warning and some more reflection when we get there. The point is, I want my games to be something that my players enjoy. One of the reasons I started doing Massive Damage Adventures was to find ways to become a better storyteller and game master. A big way to do that is to practice content consent and to realize that not every story needs to be told. Here's my content warning for the game. This is a horror scenario that graphically and brutally depicts the end of the world along the lines of movies like Cloverfield, The Mist, or Dawn of the Dead. There are a lot of innocent people who die bloody in this game and the player characters do not fare a lot better. If you don't like jump scares, gore, dread, or disturbing imagery, you should skip this one. For this game, The End of the World was experienced by Jen Blackmoyer, Ross Rideout, Amanda Hicks, Brendan Larson, Melissa Benz-Philipchuk, and Patrick McGee. Thanks for listening to this quick take on our Massive Damage Adventures episode. If you like the idea of this game, consider giving the whole episode a listen. You can skip past what you just heard and go straight to the action. Please rate and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at SkyHammerK and on Instagram at SkyHammerPress. You should also check out my side project, Roll D4 Adventure, which gives you an adventure seed and some NPC ideas that follow up on each episode of Massive Damage Adventures. There are four variations to each story, and you can get the first one for free on Instagram or Twitter. The next three variations are $1 Patreon exclusives at patreon.com slash skyhammerpress.